solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a hump day edition of the Locked On Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am John Hickman, a long haul, excuse me, alongside of me is Cody Davis, the two hosts of the Locked On Texans are ready to talk. Texans, go ahead and give the folks a rundown. Let's dive into it. Yes, sir. And on this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans, the NFL trade deadline has come and gone, and the Houston Texans and Nick Casario was not as busy as we thought. However, they did end up moving Charles Aminahu to the San Francisco 49ers. So, of course, we're going to talk about that trade, and then we're going to close out this latest installment of Locked On Texans, just talking about what to expect from this team as we move throughout the 2021 season. But, John, (laughs) listeners, (laughs) oh, my God, it seems like the never-ending soap opera of Deshaun Watson never ends. Because with the NFL trade deadline coming and going, Deshaun Watson is still a member of the Houston Texans. And on yesterday, it was reported that the Miami Dolphins was unwilling to make a trade for Deshaun, given his off-field issues. Of course, everyone knows he is still being under investigation for 22 um, silver lawsuits for sexual misconduct. And Miami Dolphins owner um, Stephen Ross actually decided not to pull the trigger on this trade because they did their own due, due diligence as well. Now, ladies and gentlemen, look. We all, from the fans, people in the media, Deshaun, the Texans, everyone is expecting, everyone wants to move on from this whole Deshaun Watson fiasco. Because, look, if you ask me, Deshaun Watson has ruined and and interfered with a lot of lives ever since he demanded a trade. However, with all that being said, I'm actually happy that Nick Casario did not trade Deshaun Watson on yesterday because at the end of the day, this is something that I have been talking about for an extremely long time now. You stand firm and you get the trade offer. You get the trade value. You get the trade package that Deshaun Watson is worth on the field. And once again, at worst on a bad day, Deshaun Watson still a top five quarterback in his league. And just like I mentioned here on Locked on Texans time and time again, how often does the NFL see a 26-year-old quarterback who probably just started scratching the surface of how good he's going to be, be on the market. We, when you push the allegations aside, the Houston Texans were in line to receive possibly the biggest trade package in NFL history. I get it. I understand that we are all ready to move on, but at the end of the day, I personally think that this was a tremendous move by Nick Casario. You waited out up until what? I think they. I think the next time they'd be able to start holding trade talks for Deshaun would be in March of 2022. Yeah, and let me say this. Uh, you mentioned how the Dolphins did, did their due diligence. Uh, Stephen Ross, the owner of Miami, Miami Dolphins, actually wanted to meet with Deshaun Watson before the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. To speak to him directly, and because of it was because it was so time sensitive, that was not able to happen. And I kind of wonder, like, you know, was Stephen Ross prepared to have a conversation behind, like, if I bring you in, this has to be taken care of. 
And we've heard before that Deshaun Watson, if he's brought into Miami, Miami wanted a uh, which what, what what you'd call a handler for Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson, which is totally understandable. Understandable considering your handler, in a sense, would be your agent, your 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 agent, and your team, your camp, and it's understandable why you'd want Deshaun to have one that you may be handpicked because the camp and this agency has done Deshaun Watson. Uh, I, I think terrible. You know they mm. have not put Deshaun best interest forward. So I think that's very interesting to say the least. Because you're 100 right. You you hit it on the nail. It's best for Houston to wait until the off season. That way, teams won't be eight games in. They will be done with 17 games. Hmm. They have an opportunity to evaluate. Like when we look at what's going on with New Orleans, just throwing that out there with Jameis getting hurt. He'll be out for the rest of the season. Now they have to go and play with Trevor Simeon and whoever else they have on that roster, right? Uh, Taysom Hill, I, I think he's – is he still injured? Uh, he was in – last thing I heard, he was still in concussion protocol. Still in concussion but protocol. But we'll probably get an update on him later on today as well. Okay, so if you're looking at New Orleans, New Orleans is a team where you could possibly say, are they now going to be added to this mm. list? At the end of this, at the end of this, uh, excuse me, this year, at going five and two now, but with Winston going out for time, only having the seven game preview of what he can do, you don't want to necessarily sign him full term uh, to a full time contract. They may be added to this list. Denver is a team that, when it's all said and done, they may be anxious to kind of throw their name back into the hat because Teddy Bridgewater ain't cutting it. They didn't have faith in Drew Locke before, and. Now you also will look at Carolina. How can how 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 serious is Carolina? The New York Giants. Once everything is said and done, there should be more teams coming and calling now. Say, hey, you know what? We we kind of want to throw our, our names into this hat into the running for Deshaun Watson, which works out in the favor of Houston because the more team, the more teams that call, the more you can kind of say, well, who wants it more, right? <laughs> who wants who wants who wants this guy this, their prize possession more? Will it be Denver? Will it be Carolina? Will two new two new teams who enter the mix want to you know that may, maybe they want more? Uh, when we look at New Orleans and maybe the New York Giants, I think the New York Giants could possibly benefit from bringing in a Deshaun Watson, depending on what they want to do moving forward. And I think Daniel Jones is a piece for Houston that maybe we could bring him back in that trade. Right, he's still on his rookie contract as well. I think so, and I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. And look. Daniel Jones isn't nowhere a franchise changer, but I would much rather take back Daniel Jones to give him a fair opportunity to see what right. he can do with this franchise versus Davis Mills because I I think we have already seen the best version of Davis Mills. Daniel Jones, given the hand that he's been dealt, he has looked better this year, I must admit to that. Absolutely, and Daniel Jones has showed, you know, at different times, excuse me, throughout his career that he actually can play some football. It seems to be the New York Giants as an organization <laughs> that has held Daniel Jones back outside of those fumbles. And I'll tell you what, what we mentioned yesterday, when we looked at the draft, what's more important, Well, drafting the quarterback or drafting and addressing other needs? If mm-hmm. you get Daniel Jones back, then it allows you at least another year or two, depending on how much you, you're going to value uh, quarterback prospects in the next couple of years, where you can draft linemen, draft uh, defensive backs, draft defensive linemen, maybe draft running back, draft receivers. But the quarterback position is a, is a position that you get a player back in like a Daniel Jones 
or depending on what other team that you trade with to where you can build around him and you don't have to necessarily put all your pieces on one player, on one mm-hmm. position, excuse me. Exactly. Look, everything sounds good, but the only issue to that is Deshaun Watson still holds a no-trade clause. And for some reason, he is still hell-bent on getting to Miami. And if you ask me, all the names, all the teams that you just talked about in the cities, New Orleans, you know, even the Giants to a certain extent, especially Carolina, those teams, maybe with the exception of the New York Giants, but especially when you take a look at New Orleans and Carolina, you know, those two teams could put Deshaun Watson in a winnable situation sooner rather than later. The same cannot be said for Miami. And there was a report that came out today. I'm not too sure who the reporter was, but I, I wish I could give them credit. But they, they said earlier today that they believe that Deshaun Watson is valuing living situation versus a winning situation and if that is the case that is a very dangerous outlook for Deshaun Watson to put himself in especially considering what he got himself in here in the city of Houston so you know as of right now the best part about the Houston Texans um, keeping Deshaun Watson once again they get an opportunity to stand firm and in the next five to six months you revisit the trade market and you make sure you get the correct value that Deshaun Watson is worth and plus we have an opportunity to call timeout everybody go back to your corners let's take a breather and we're not going to have an opportunity to talk about Deshaun hopefully up until what mid-January John it's almost it's almost like that Brian McKnight song back at one you know he he's making all (laughs) these steps and all of a sudden when it's all said and done we start back at one and that is where everybody is as of right now in this whole Deshaun Watson fiasco yeah, and I'll say this, it does feel good uh, not having to be so quick to finding a reaction to what's going on in the outside news because now we know there is a definitive no moving forward, at least to close out the year. We can we don't have to necessarily have to worry about that. Of course, we're gonna have to discuss the uh the lawsuits because to my understanding it seems like Deshaun all last week headed up into this point you know we had this conversation about whether or not he's going to play well it seems to me that there were settlements being worked out because Stephen Ross wanted to make sure that his investment will actually be able to play in the immediate future which is this year and will not have any complications moving forward so the trade didn't go through, but there may be possible settlements that was getting worked on and we may still have to cover and talk about and even the entirety of his case, right? But as far as right now, there will not be a trade until, as you mentioned, Cody, the latest would be March or whenever the offseason opens up for the NFL. Texan fans, there isn't a lot to be happy about this season, but there is a lot to be happy about when you listen to this podcast because I'm giving you a blessing. Gas prices are skyrocketing. And I have an incredible app everybody who buys gas needs to know about, GetUpside, where we are making up to 50 cents for every gallon of gas every time we fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for NFL baseball for MLB or hockey for NHL and get a 25 bonus cent, get a bonus 25 cent for every gallon of gas for your first fill up. That's up to 50 cent cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free 
and use promo code touchdown for NFL, baseball for MLB, or hockey for NHL. Thanks for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And continuing here with this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans, John and I are going to continue discussing the Houston Texans, the moves that they didn't make, and the moves that they made for the NFL trade deadline. And look, the Houston Texans and Nick Casario only made one move on yesterday, and that was by shipping Charles Amenehu to the San Francisco 49ers in exchange for a 2023 six-round pick. Now, I'm not surprised, and John, I'm pretty sure you're not either, that the Houston Texans moved on from Amenehu. As a matter of fact, if you take a look at Candidates who could have been on the move yesterday, not named Deshaun Watson. Charles Aminahu was going to be <laughs> public enemy number one. And it's understandable why, because, you know, he kind of struggled to get adjusted to that 4-3 defense. And he had two healthy scratches, two. And there was starting to be a growing discontent between him and his organization. And at the end of the day, this was a guy who just wanted out of Houston altogether. However, on the flip side of that, John, I'm not mad that the Texans moved on from a who, but I am a little bit irritated that they only got a future six-round pick back. And to me personally, I just think that was a little bit undervalued for a player like a who because I still consider him a, a reliable force on a defensive line. You know, I know he's not somebody who is going to go out there and record a whole bunch of sacks, but at the end of the day, you go back and you take a look at the games that Charles who played, and you go back and you take a look at the games that Charles who did not play. There was a big drop-off in the production of that defensive line, and that came from Charles who. I understand his talent. I understand what he could potentially could be here in this league. I just think the Texans kind of just threw him away by trading him for a six-round pick. Well, I want to highlight what you said, what he could potentially be. And I think Charles who for the flashes that he's gave Houston during his time here, and we wish him nothing but the best in San Fran, he will be playing around a whole lot of more talent. So, you know, he'd be in a position to – succeed more is in terms of numbers but Omino who was a player who at times he was in position to make plays right he was in positions to get a sack here or get a run stop there and they just slipped right through him that's one thing the Houston uh coaching staff had an issue with and I would also say that trading him for a 2023 sixth round pick for another unproven player is fair because Omino who up to this point has been an unproven player a lot of inconsistencies, a lot of, to, to yeah, I think to his point, a lot of playing out of position at times. I think Houston got it right with him later last year when he was playing more so of that three than that DN position and so forth. So on this year, and so that works out in his favor. But overall, when I look at Ominu, I look at an unproven player. The potential, the potential of, the potential of being a, a better player than what he was. And I think that he had that opportunity he never took a full advantage of it, Cody. I think who was a player that not only did he not take advantage of it on the field, but there were times where we were hearing the Houston Texan training staff, not training staff, the front office, had issues with his social media use, right? And so we know that this team is going to be operating in a quote-unquote, uh, how could I put it, none, no disturbance or 
you know, no distraction type of environment, which is funny because this environment is going to be full of distractions for at least up until we're able to move on from Deshaun Watson. And I think even moving past that because of the evaluation of Nick Casario, in my opinion, really starts. So that's going to be a distraction at times if the team isn't winning. But overall, you trade an unproven player for the return of a, maybe another unproven player when the 2023 six-round draft roll around. <laughs> I, I get your point. Don't get me wrong. I get your point. But if we take a look at Charles Minnehu Tom here with the Texans, could we honestly say that he had a fair opportunity to reach that potential? Because think about it. When he first got drafted, he was a part of a defensive line that, that featured J.J. Watt DJ Reader and I and I believe if I'm not mistaken, he got drafted, which was um Javion Clowney's last year here with the Texans in, in 2019 or 2018. I'm not mistaken, one of the two years. So it's not like he truly had an opportunity to 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 showcase his potential. And right when those guys started falling off, you know, you look at Jadavion Clowney, you look at DJ Reader, then you, you you bring in Anthony Weaver, who does a terrible job as a defensive coordinator. JJ walked apart. You bring in Lovey Smith. At the time, we thought it was going to be a perfect situation for him. He kind of struggled to get adjusted to the 4 3 defense. And, John, to your point, he's not the quote unquote culture fit here for the Houston Texans. It's kind of like, in my opinion, it's kind of like he just never really have a, had a fair opportunity. And what I would hate to see is for the Texans to just throw him away for a six round pick and he goes to San Francisco and be the guy that could could become a very reliable piece to the 49ers defensive front because think about it at the end of the day Charles Minnehu like I just mentioned there was a big drop off in production when he was not on the field for the Texans absolutely and the best thing for Minnehu right now is he's going to play with a very talented defensive line very talented defensive line compared to what Houston has here I've seen the last couple of years the drop-off of talent on that defensive front. So once he gets comfortable and gets a role on that team, there may be times where we're going to look around and say, well, why wasn't he doing this in Houston? And to answer that question, because Houston didn't have that talent around him, right? And I mentioned there were moments where Ominihu looked good. He showed flashes of being good, uh, an undersized DN, more fit for that I think three technique position. And there were moments where maybe the guy just slipped right out of his reach and he wasn't able to make a play. But overall, he has some good opportunities here in town. I think so. And it just went a 50-50 way. Sometimes he did, sometimes he didn't. He wasn't brought in by Lovey Smith. He wasn't brought in by Nick Casario. You add that on top of bumping in heads, bumping heads. Yeah, we're going to move on from you. And we're going to give back what we what we think is the best. Obviously, that was probably the best they, offer they got back. You're not going to trade them for the worst offer or the, the maybe the fourth best offer. You're going to trade them for the best offer on the table. And if that's the best offer on the table, the NFL teams look at I mean, who like we look at them. An unproven player full of potential that flashes every now and then but haven't shown it consistently, right? And we're not going to we're not going to bet the house on a player like that. We're going to give you back what you expect to get back for a player of his caliber, unproven for unproven. A player that can potentially be good, 
we're going to give you a draft pick in a couple of years for you to figure out if you can bring in another player that could potentially be good. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all of the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated website on your mobile device and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code locked on to receive your bonus. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And this is the perfect opportunity to tell you about the best tasting protein bar ever, Bill Bar. If you haven't tried a Bill Bar now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it doesn't taste like one, right? So amazing. Try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. 100% real chocolate. In fact, you swear you're eating a candy bar. Bill Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein. So they are all healthy, got the healthy benefits, and on top of that, they're purely delicious with so many different flavors. This month, Bill Bar is coming out with a new limited-time flavor every three to four days. So check out their website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. Thanks for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Be sure to check out the Locked On Texans for the crossover edition this week. Now make sure, now make your second listen, excuse me, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all major platforms. Cody, I think it's important to look at how Houston will, I'd say, rebound or just keep it moving after the trade deadline. No Deshaun Watson only moved on from Charles Ominhu. Zach Cunningham is still on this roster. Lonnie Johnson is still on this roster, as expected. Brandon Cooks is still on this roster. Another player that we floated around, whether or not he will move on, wants to be moved on from, whether or not him and Houston will have a mutual agreement to move on. He's stuck around, and he has been a great weapon for whether Tyrod Taylor or Davis Mills so far this year. He's shown his frustration, but – He's sticking it out, but moving forward for the rest of the nine games Houston has uh, on, on their on their schedule, starting with Miami, how important is it for them to get a win on Sunday? This is the first game since Jacksonville that I have a real strong feeling that they can win because, <laughs> you know. It's funny. About, <laughs> no, but, 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 but we talk about Houston in the light. Like they they've been a better team than they are at times, but more importantly, I think we've talked about Houston in a light where they're they're not playing the teams that they're playing. What I'm what I'm getting at is they have had a very tough schedule, very tough. Fair schedule. to say, they're, and I mean whether it was Tyrod or Davis Mills, there there were times where we would look and say, well, Tyrod will win this game. Well, maybe he would, maybe he wouldn't. Who knows? But overall, when I look at Houston's schedule since week one, you've taken on the Browns, the playoff team. The Panthers were a better team than what they are now, but they were a better team than what we thought they were going to be. At it the was 3-0 at season. the time. 3-0 at the time, right? A very good defense. And But then you go and you take on the Bills, a playoff team. A Patriots, you, you know how – the Patriots, you know how you guys go back and forth all the time. That was a game that they should have won. That should have been Davis Mills. 
um, first game that he was able to win, right? Then you take on the Colts, an individual rival. Then you have the Cardinals, a very good team from last year. And then the Rams, they've played tough teams this year. And ideally, does Tyrod Taylor move the needle uh, for a couple of these games? I think the the, the, uh, the uh, Patriot game, that moves the needle. If he finishes out the Browns game, the Brown game, that moves the needle. But overall, it's been a tough year for them because they're going through a lot. And on top of that, they're playing very good teams. But for them to move on, I think after this post-trade deadline, get a win on Sunday. And this is a very doable win. This is a very winnable win. Get a win on Sunday, man. And I think if anybody needs a win right now, it's three people. It's David Cully, right? I think David Cully really needs a win. I also think David Smills, he really needs to get a win. But overall, Brandon Cooks really needs to get a win. These veterans need to feel a victory Monday, man. I think those are the three players overall that I could say they need to go out there and, and put it all on the line. If not for anybody else, from those three people, Cully, Cooks, and Davis Mills. Get that rookie a dub on Sunday, man. <laughs> I hear you, John. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. But um anytime I, somebody says I hear you, <laughs> they not hear you. They're not feeling you. I I'm not feeling you. You know, and I get it. This is a team that has had a really difficult schedule, but the losing, how they lost, and the frustration that is now being shown in the locker room. You know, one of my biggest things that I thought that could potentially get the Texans through the 2021 season, given everything that they've been through, was the camaraderie that I saw developing during OTAs and training camp. You know, I was around that team every single day. Um, You felt the joy. You felt the excitement. You don't feel that anymore. You know, I, I think it's gotten to the point now. As a matter of fact, on Monday, we had an opportunity to speak to um, Christian Kersey. And... Christy Kersey, Kersey just said straight up, like he doesn't know what else to say because it's the same stuff over and over. Um, Brandon Cooks, he's getting to the point where his words are starting to get repetitive, talking about being disciplined, you know, like, I mean, it doesn't matter who you play. I mean, you have to still be a disciplined team. You can't be getting called for 10 penalties, giving up what 90 something yards. Like it's, it's to the point now. And, and look, we see it on social media. I mean, look, your boy tweet through it. Every single day, you know, he's tweeting tweeting about something that he's upset at. You know, just you go back and take a look at the trade of Mark Ingram. Almost everybody on his team has something to tweet about. It has something to say, um, especially Brandon Cooks. And look, you know, and the number one tweet that was that was the most telling to me was Lonnie Johnson talking about Happy Free Day. <laughs> so I, I don't. I, this team is is not together anymore. Um, I don't see them getting another win this season. And like I mentioned last Not week, like I, five games. I, hey, but once again, but I was I was using those five games. I was talking about the camaraderie. I was talking about it. And a, and a portion of that was if Tyrod Taylor was able to stay healthy throughout the season. And what I would say, just go back and take a look at those first six quarters, the win against Jacksonville, and they was up at halftime on the Cleveland Browns with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. This team could have been better than what they are now, but 
the losing has already derailed this locker room. And I, I like I said, I don't see them winning another game. Plus, it, it doesn't make sense for them to win another game. And I'm not one that embrace the tank, blah, 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 because I think it doesn't matter who the prospect is. The draft is nothing but a big gamble at the end of the day. But, I mean, it, it, it just doesn't make sense for them to win anymore. I'm sorry. If Tyrod Taylor is back there, you know, under center, you know, kudos. I would love to see Tyrod finish out the season. But, I mean, Miami, I think – I mean, they just as dysfunctional as the Texans seem like. Which is, so, <laughs> which is why I mean, this is my last point before we move on. But which is why for Houston, have some pride, right? You you guys are playing your twin right now. In terms, literally, it's not even the twin. It's like the older brother because the Texans already went through it, and you would think the younger brother will learn from the oldest brother mistake. And improve, right? No, they're making the same mistake. Like the the Dolphins are literally about to be the Texans 2.0 with the issues that they have. A head coach who could be good, but it seemed like it's his way or the highway. You, it, you got an offensive line that is terrible. It's just like they, they, they're, they're looking at a mirror right now. And I think this is one of those games where I'm emphasizing having pride in. Right, this is a very winnable game for you. This is a game where I look at Miami and they are one of the teams that have given the ball away. Well, take advantage mm-hmm. of that as a defense, right? Tweet through it, pick through it, get an interception through it, you know, make plays, have better coverage through it, tackle through it, don't <laughs> whiff on tackles, <laughs> play through the ball, right? Instead of tweet through the ball, play through it, right? You know, the, the, the defensive line have a better week. And I'm not saying you guys haven't had a good week. I'm saying have a better week. Continue to be the best aspect, the best level on this defense. On the offensive line, hey, man, block somebody. Put your hands on somebody. Get a hat on somebody. Don't miss assignments. This is the game for Houston where if if you lose the rest of the games, win this one. I mean, Cully needs a win. He needs Yeah, he does. He needs the locker room. Brandon Cooks. After seeing your boy go to a better situation, and we don't know how long that'll last because Jameis Winston just went down in New Orleans, but after seeing your boy, who you were drafting in the same year with, he's going back to the Saints. Cooks ain't feeling this team right now. We see it. Get a win for him. Get a win for uh, – uh, 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 what's the quarterback name? Davis Mills. Get wins <laughs> for these guys, man, because we don't think you're going to have a lot of real opportunities. Buffalo Bills – that wasn't a real opportunity. The Cardinals, that wasn't a real opportunity. The Rams, that wasn't a real opportunity. Some of those games were not real opportunities for you to get a win in. This is mm-hmm. one of them. I think go mm-hmm. ahead and mm-hmm. put a, get, a, get a win out there. And if, if you don't do it for the, the coaching staff, if you don't do it for the players <laughs> as a whole, God dog it, do it for the fans. Man, the fans the definitely. Still, what, John? Support this team, man. Get a win. That is the only people who deserve the only person who deserve a win. It's the fans because look, Brandon Cooks for some reason he wants to stay here. He could have easily went to Nick Casario say, "Get me the hell up out of here," and we could be sitting here talking about the trade of Brandon Cooks in a better situation. And, look, and David David Cully, he knew what he was getting himself into. Come on now, we all know what the situation is with Cully and and, and Davis Mills. Him being on the center, 
with the Dolphins and that and that defense that's you know it's not as good as it looked last year, but it's still a Dolphins defense. Like the fans are the ones that need to win, man. I man, but people need this <laughs> win, so give it to them. Give it to them. We need to win. That me, Cody. We need a win. I want to put a dub on my head Monday and not an L to talk about <laughs> victory Monday. I'm Johnson Sports Guy Hickman. Follow us on Locked On Texans on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Take time and like, subscribe, and comment on the YouTube page at Locked On Texans on YouTube. We definitely would appreciate your uh, your subscription. Right, Cody Davis. Where can the good people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Ladies and gentlemen, Deshaun is still a Texan. We're going to take a time out. We're going to go back to our corners. We're going we're gonna to take a deep breath. And we will revisit this topic again come mid-January. Because when it's all said and done, it doesn't matter what the rumor said. It doesn't matter what we talk about, right about. We are back at one. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.